Oh, there he is. Okay, there it is. I see it. All right, Paul, are you ready to go? You want to chat for a little bit? Say hello to people or what's up? No, I'm ready to go. All righty. I'm going to mute everyone. And then I'm going to ask you to unmute yourself, Paul. Okay. And I am and not. I am not Ooh, that's an echo. Are we going to do a reading today? Yes, we are. Um, welcome, everybody, to Paul Hederman's Reflections on the 12 Steps. I want to remind everybody here and on Facebook that this is not an AA meeting. It is one member's take on the exact nature of the wrong, which is on page 64 of the AA Big Book, and the solutions of the 12 Steps. This is being recorded. It is also being live streamed on Facebook. This is not an all-share meeting. Rather, it is a question and answer period uh, for Paul to get his take on the 12 steps. Uh, for more information, you can go to Paul's website, which is zenbitchslap.com. You can find books, TV, or uh, books, uh, videos, recordings, and t-shirts. Paul does this. Use stereos, uh, <laughs> you know, wheels for cars, windshields. Nice. Whatever we can get. <laughs> he does this every uh, Tuesday and Thursday at this time. Um, he also does a non-duality, which is not 12-step based. He, he does two meetings, one on uh, Wednesday at 7 p.m. Uh, 7 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, and then on Saturday at 1.30 p.m. Pacific time. Does that sound about right? All right. Um, Paul. So the reading that I selected, right or wrong, is this one. The spiritual what life. What's the page? It is on page 83. It's in the center of page 83, the second paragraph. And it's out of the chapter into action. To start us off, it is the spiritual life is not a theory. We have to live it. Unless one family expresses a desire to live upon spiritual principles, we think we ought not to urge them. We should not talk incessantly to them about spiritual matters. They will change in time. Our behavior will convince them more than our words. We must remember that 10 or 20 years of drunkenness would make a skeptic out of anyone. That's it. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, I've noticed Paul Alcoholic. I'm happy to be here. Um, I've noticed uh, in my own experience and watching others that usually a family member isn't ever going to really get another family member sober because there's two, there's so many underlying patterns that uh, so basically the greatest love for someone to get sober isn't probably going to, del to deliver that, yes? So, um, and of course, the spiritual life is not a theory. It's held as a theory when you're entertaining it as a physical thing, yes. Because being identified as a physical thing, that takes supremacy over the spiritual life. So it's a physical life, having a lot of ideas of what it thinks spirituality may be. Yeah? So let's just be clear. No one basically's experience is 
living a spiritual life. They're living a, a physical, emotional, mental life. And maybe spirituality or the fact that you are spirit or of spirit will have a great influence in that mental, physical, emotional, circumstantial life. But... Uh, <laughs> don't see oh there goes the spiritual life I don't see that <laughs> oh there's another one that's definitely a spiritual life no it's just uh, <laughs> there's things that can can bring a lightning to the experience of being a physical thing and an emotional mental and a and a really a dependent thing on outside circumstances. You know, a lot of our basic needs, which forms the third column of the inventories, are shelter, food, you know, and a lot of other emotional needs like sense of belonging, connectedness, love. And those seem to be outside ourselves. So we're in a very precarious situation in a way as a physical, emotional, mental thing especially when the mental is infected with alcoholism and the mental underneath is infected with addiction to self. That throws a huge fucking curve into the mix. <laughs> and basically, we're just trying to grab at straws all day to get a little relief. So we call a, a set of principles and things that may allow us to travel lighter, a spiritual life, but uh, it's being cast as a physical event, yes? Yeah, let's, so, um, and to me, I wanted to get back to what I feel is the exact nature of the wrong. The exact nature of the wrong is an act of being identified as something that we're not, yeah. So, we're taking ourselves First of all, we start out as a thing, and then we're taking ourselves to be a mental thing, really. So we, we have a mental image of what it's like to be a thing. <laughs> so you can see it in some people's, uh, when a lot of activities in the mental state distort the perception, you know, and it always used to, uh, it was very uh, curious about some women and men probably who are bulimic. They actually think their arm is three or four inches bigger than it is. So they don't want to eat because the way they see themselves isn't how you see them or how I see them. They see themselves as much bigger and heavier than they actually are. That's coming all from a mental perception, yes? So the mental perception is overriding the physical appearance. Yeah, so the mental obsession is the dominant aspect that we're involved with. And we found a solution, in, especially like in recovery, that the solution can't come from the problem. So it can't be a mental solution, which we seem to have relied upon most of our lives. Yeah, We've, we try to figure, like it says in We Agnostic, you know, we had great faith in reason and thinking, so to speak, which is of the mental state. So we're thinking the mental state's going to get out of out of get us out of a lot of situations, and it's not true, especially for addicts and alcoholics. The mental state is the root of the problem. So we needed the term 
another solution or a solution and term it as something other than a mental solution, so we call it a spiritual solution, I feel, yeah. So the spiritual solution has got one one bit of real clarity. It's not a mental solution. <laughs> That's the point, because the mental is of the is of the problem. So, uh, but I don't think we anybody fucking knows what does it look like to be spiritual. It's just a, because we're trying to imagine it from a physical mental condition. I mean, we're gonna. It's sort of like. Uh, <laughs> It's like a police composite drawing. We don't even get close, you know? All right, they speak in monotone. They pause a lot. They don't blink. They look that. They may have long flowing hair. They got loose fitting clothing. They don't seem to be bothered by anything. So therefore, that's the spiritual life. I mean, we're like blind people <laughs> walking around in the dark. <laughs> But what would happen if you've had enough, something in you that's not of the mental state has had enough of the influence of the mental state? Yeah. And so we come into recovery and they say, you know, the solution has nothing to do with the problem. So you're not going to think yourself out of the thinker. You're not going to do yourself out of the doer. You're not going to feel yourself out of the feeler. So how the hell am I going to get out? Well, you have to take a different look. Yeah, I don't know. So what would happen if you are of a spiritual nature to begin with? You don't have to acquire one. It's already pregnantly available. But my constantly starting from the mental condition is making it to seem not to be so. So basically, it'd be better to question the mental condition than to approach or try to become spiritual from the mental condition. I would maybe look at the mental condition and see, are you bound by its limitations? Are you bound by its assumption? Yeah. And if you're not, maybe you are of spirit. Yeah. And then it would explain why you can't really become spiritual because you already are of spirit. <laughs> and maybe the, the, the idea of spirit is really the easiest, softer way. Instead of trying to become spirit as something that we're not, we recognize what we're not and then we find out we're spirit. Yeah, I think it works better the second way. Yeah? So I'm a real believer in like a, a form of looking at things called negation. So instead of looking for what I am, let's say as a spiritual absolute from what I'm not, I look at what I'm not from what I am. It just, it just switches the emphasis. Yeah, but I found great value in it to the point where it's become the last answer in this life. The last answer concerning all the the conditions and, and ideas I have about something I have no idea of, which is the spiritual realm. I have no I have tons of ideas about the spiritual realm from the mental physical realm. Yeah? It's like someone who's never been to Burma telling me what Burma's like. Fucking, you know, they only learned it from second hand. They have never been there. Yeah? So there's blind leading the blind. But you can definitely 
have a description of the mental condition. You can see it. Yeah. And we all share it with alcoholism. We have an extreme version of the mental condition. So the mental condition was shot up with steroids. So some of its sort of hidden traits in a lot of people are really fucking out there. <laughs> you know, and so it's like so the contrast is so big, it's hard to miss. And especially if you do the program of AA and you go through the inventories, if you look at your role in things in your life, you're going to see something else's role in things. You are. You're going to see like a foreign pathogen or something that has more commonalities with every other alcoholic that I meet than Paul. It does. Yeah, it's a description of an alcoholic more than a description of Paul. <laughs> because I hear people and they, they seem to have my thoughts and they seem to have the same feelings I have and they, and they seem to do the same crazy shit I do. What's the commonality? Yeah, something must be directing all of us down the same behavioral path. And yet the obsession with self keeps us blind to that commonality. Yeah, I hear it at meetings. People go, wow, everyone here thinks like I do, feels like do I do, did, did what I do. And yet, what? What does that imply? Then it can't be you. Yeah, they, if, if everyone has your thoughts, they're not your thoughts. <laughs> the sense of privacy and proprietoriness is blown out of the water if everyone has it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the spiritual life, I feel for, for the spiritual life in, to me implies a life of principle. Yeah. Principles that override the mental and the emotional and all that. They basically aren't, let's say, situational principles. They override situations. So, you know... Do unto others as you would have done unto you in AA. It's love and tolerance, you know, blah, 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 blah. Let bygones be bygones. All these things, you know. And the most important one is the surrendering uh, the system, not to be led by the system, but by to be led by a higher power through the system. I mean, that's the really the main principle because it fits the exact problem. We're relying on a failed system, yeah? Our head doesn't know how to fucking pull it off. It's all, it's all smoke and mirrors, but it never delivers the goods, yeah? It's always promising. If we only did this and this and this, everything would be okay. Then when we arrive and it's not okay, it just added, adds more fucking obstacles on the course, yeah? It's them. It's that. <laughs> It's just fucking, but it's all, it's just a smokescreen to hide its failure, yeah? That's why it says in the inventory, the fear inventory, Bill W. goes right to the point. Why do you have so much fear today? Is it because you may lose your job tomorrow? That's how it's being expressed, but why do you have so much fear today? Yeah, it's, or something that may trigger it, but why do we have so much fear today. Isn't it because self-reliance has failed us? Yeah. It doesn't say, isn't it because we're relying on self? It says, no, it's, it's because self-reliance has failed us. So it's a failed system. What can a failed system show you? It's failed. 
What would that provoke? Maybe opening up to another system? I don't know. I feel like that's what happened with me. Yeah? And now, instead of being directed by the old employer, I'm being directed by the new employer. And the new employer, being all-powerful, which the old employer wasn't, will take care of me if I perform its works well and I stay close to it. I can't be far from everywhere. And to perform, to perform its works well, who's going to say what that is? Yeah? You can say, oh, it's service, but I mean, it's basically any work could be performed well in that view. Yeah? Not doing anything can be a perform, performance of its will. So, I don't care. See, I want I found out about working for the new employer. I want to know about the old employer. That's what I want. Because the old employer is going to play God concerning the new employer. That's what it does, yeah? Because it doesn't want to have any other employer other than it. It's a very jealous employer, like the old God in the Old Testament. Yeah, it's very fucking jealous. It doesn't want any new employer. <laughs> so we can, we can make a decision to work for the new employer, but it has to be followed with action. We got to do the working steps to break the old contract. Yeah? And then you start feeling what it's like to be employed or to be used by a higher power. And I'm telling you, it's not perhaps the better way. It is the better way. And that's based on trusting something infinite, the higher power, not finite self, the old failed system. There you go. Yes. So, yes. I'm never going to tell, I'm never going to take to heart a description of the spirit from a physical mental point. <laughs> we don't have a clue what it is. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm feeling spiritual now. What's who's saying that? A physical mental body. <laughs> I'm going to listen to it. Because if I listen to it, it'll tell me I'm not feeling spiritual most of the fucking time. And then I'll have guilt and shame about that. Jeez, I got to become more spiritual. <laughs> Let me look at my graph. Uh, looking like I'm less spiritual. I got to kick up the spiritual intake. What is that but fucking being led by a false god? If you are of spirit. Yeah. What are we relying on? We're listening to this thing talking in us. Yeah? We have great faith in something that's failed. We can't seem to move the faith off of it. So we have to go enter a program for that to occur through the workings of the program and all of the intricacies of being affected by that higher power through the program. An amazing thing happens. The faith in the finite self gets moved to the faith in the infinite. Yeah? And then we start, it, we start expressing the wonders of that, like, hey, you know, I've been placed in a position of neutrality with no thought or effort on my part. What the fuck? Yeah? The problem doesn't exist for me anymore. What? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't, what, didn't we try to do that getting shooting coke? I tried to shoot coke so the problem didn't exist for me for five minutes. 
<laughs> it was a terrible solution. <laughs> and it came with a lot of bad consequences. So, but that's basically the only move, move I had left. Let me shoot this coke. I'll forget for five minutes. Yeah, and then <laughs> I'll deal with the consequences later. <laughs> that's a winning strategy. <laughs> so, I don't know. I hope everyone's enjoying sobriety and what we've been relieved of and realize we had nothing to do with that relieving. Something has done f for us, through us, what we couldn't do for ourselves. And I would love to apply that to the past employer. Something did through me what I would never have done by myself. Yeah. The same thing we use to demonstrate God's work, we can use the same statement to illustrate the self's work, yeah? Something did, something did through me what I wouldn't have done for myself, yet there's so much guilt and shame gathered up from those being my behaviors. That's bullshit, yeah? You're missing a big possibility of real freedom from guilt and shame by seeing all the shit you did under the influence you've made the amends you took responsibility but you weren't accountable for it you were i was apt to do almost anything under the influence i did <laughs> yeah i didn't come up with that shit i ended up in that shit so no one, you can talk to me for 30 years. I have a 30-year retreat and convincing Paul did everything Paul did while under influence. I'm not going to fucking believe it because that's not, not my experience. It's not, completely not my experience. It was my interpretation for many years, but it didn't match the experience. And then I was freed from that bondage of self. And I saw... That maybe I was dancing with a gorilla. I was going to stop when the gorilla wanted to stop. So talk to the fucking gorilla. Don't talk to me about it. Yeah, so. All right, thanks, Kaiser. All right, thanks a lot, Paul. Um, I'm going to remind everybody that Paul is actually speaking tonight at a, an actual AA meeting. This is not. <laughs> but he will be speaking at an actual AA meeting uh, at 4.30 Pacific uh, time tonight and 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. The, um, the Zoom address is 501-766-8355. Um, if anybody has any questions for Paul, please raise your hand in the reactions button in Zoom. I don't see any hands up just yet. And I just checked Facebook. I don't have any questions there yet, but I, I have a question. Um, it seems like this; these 12 steps are the spiritual or, or the, the, the spiritual toolkit that allowed you to see these particular things that you're talking about, your expression. Um, why is it that some people, like myself, do the 12 steps and find the freedom in all, all of the wonderful things and have sobriety, and yet I don't fully see the self can't get out of self or actually see that self in front of me 
Don't worry about it. You have a, you have the principles and stuff, and more will be revealed. Yeah. Yeah. More yeah. will be yeah. revealed. That's what happens. And a lot of times the revelations aren't going to occur uh, if the din if the dinner table isn't set. Yeah. So basically. Some formalities get set up, and then you'll see, you'll have a clarity. And the thing is, you do have the clarity, but you may be listening to self saying it doesn't have the clarity. I'll tell you the truth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, the thing's talking to us as us. Your intimate feeling of Kaiser is manufactured. That's why I could swear I could turn my life over to most of the people in these squares, not every one of you, but most of you, and you would do a better job with me with it than I do. Why is that? Because this obsessive interest and attention has warped the ability to recognize how things actually are. We need to hear it sometimes from outside fucking people. Because they don't have that vested interest. They're not protecting some story of Kaiser. And they'll look right at Kaiser and say, hey, you're fucked, bro. Yeah? yeah. Well, Kaiser's been going on for years being in that condition. But thinking some miraculous thing by Kaiser's going to do is going to relieve Kaiser of Kaiser. And someone goes, hey, bro, you know, you're sharing as if this the, the next page is blank and you're going to fill in a special life. I've read the whole fucking book. I know I can tell you what your life's going to be like if you keep using and drinking. <laughs> and I'll probably be closer to it than your idea of it. Yeah? Because I'm not seeing the person as Bill or Paul. I'm seeing them as an alcoholic or an addict, and I know what's going to happen as an alcoholic and addict. I mean, I've witnessed it thousands of times, and I've had it in my own experience. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can set you can set that alcoholic in front of you and you can see how that operates in you and you can kind of start to see it trying to defeat you and that's kind of the self i i, I understand that is am i right with that yeah you're starting to see it's not a self it's a mental activity that implies you're something already that you never were really Thank see you. we start out as a self that's manufactured. And then the only option really for some of us is to try to get out of it as much as possible. And many of us, we're apt to do almost anything or that will drive us to do almost anything. And we're willing to pay the consequences of feeling uncomfortable. You know, I don't want to feel fucking uncomfortable now and I'll pay any consequence tomorrow. Yeah. So I'm going to get fucked up. Self is not, see, I use the term self because it's recovery meeting. I don't believe there's a self. I believe it's an activity called selfing, a mental activity that implies you're something you're, it implies you're something that you're not already, yeah? You already think you're a self, and the only option then is to try to get out of it. And then you do drugs and everything, and then you end up at the last house on a block, maybe called spirituality. So you're the same drive to get out of self as self plays its plays its 
story on the spiritual stage, on the addictive stage, on the street stage, in the corporate stage. Yes? Yeah. It can it it's it's basically the same play, like you know, Tennessee Williams play with different settings. Yeah. But it's the same same. Yeah. How's it working? Yeah. See, people meet something that works, and then other people meet, meet, meet people that's something that works, and then that something that works isn't enough, so then they start synthesizing different things. And so now you have recovery with yoga and shit like that, which is all fine, but the point is, this it's that seeking, that urge just keeps going, 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 yeah? We're going to put some extreme radicalness in it, fucking mix, you know, foot massages with tantric yoga, do a little meditation, da-da-da, you know? You got to see the underlying, that bug of seeking is an illness, really, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It, it, you can see, you know, I was in, in recovery, and then we put out that website and I started going to other groups, a lot of them, what you would call spiritual groups. And then I saw as plain as day, spiritual seeking as an addiction. It was the same thing, but actually less, it was more fun to be a drug addict than a spiritual seeker, because usually it may be put for lifetimes before you get the big hit. At least I could shoot Coke and feel, feel completely different in a second, yeah? But it's the same, same. It's not the case. There's nothing wrong with spirituality. And in some hands, drugs aren't that bad either. But it's what the meaning we give it. Yeah? So the meaning is usually given, um, and it's based in this dilemma. Like in AA, they talk about that stubborn delusion that if we could only manage better, things will work out, which keeps us blind to a sober assessment of what's going on. Well, there's a bigger underlying thing, which is self can't get out of self. So that frustration to keep seeking, keep seeking to me is an expression of the dilemma of self not being able to get out of self. So it's constantly seeking to get the outdoor when it's the fucking indoor, yeah? So every door it opens, it enters this same little realm. It's there, yeah? Self never gets left behind. It's self, yeah? This idea of self, that's the big boogeyman. And then there's an aspect of self that wants to get out of that self, yeah? Now this aspect is called Paul or Kaiser, so Anne. So it gives itself a huge difference than the self that it's noticed. But it's the same thing. It's self as Paul trying to get self as objectified. Running and then can't understand why I can't get out of self because it's self trying to get out of self. And you can't convince the self that that doesn't work because it has, it, it has itself called Paul and it's given itself a difference than the topic of self. So Paul has the ability to get out of self, but Paul is self. 
That's the act of being identified as self. Paul is representing the mental act of being identified as self, but Paul doesn't think so, obviously. So Paul thinks he has a new plan of how to get out of self. So he goes into reading, maybe when I was a kid, science fiction and Edgar Allan Poe, you know, going to the beach, jumping in the water. Then it became, you know, sports. Then it became drinking and using. Then it became spirituality. That failed, went back to drinking and using. If you wanted to make a simple statement of what was the underlying current of all that behavior was self trying to get out of self. <laughs> That's simple. And it doesn't work. Yeah. Or it would have worked. If there was a possibility it could have worked, it would have already. There's nowhere in the book where it says self can't get out of self. That was an observational reflection of people who were in the program that realized that's exactly what they were doing. And they realized self can't get out of self. Holla fucking Luya. Yeah? Right. You've, you've recognized the failed system. Surrender. See what happens. I'm going to let the cat in a second. Self is like... Uh... The cat that's always on the wrong side of the door. The cat is, is the higher power at the moment. Okay. I'm being used by the higher power to let it go in and out as it wishes. Yes, it's all right. Yeah. I've been used. This is a nice way of being used. So. Perfect. We have another question coming in from uh, Jason W. from San Diego. Uh, I believe I'm going to ask you to unmute yourself, Jason. I don't believe you've uh, asked the question here live. We'll see if he's respectful. Give it a shot. <laughs> well, thanks a lot. <laughs> hey, I got to say first, this is my first time here. I watched you on YouTube a lot. It's my first time live. And I did not expect to come here and laugh my ass off. I got to tell you, that was just hilarious. Me running around trying to find my spirituality was just cracking me up. I was like, that's been just driving me crazy for a long time. You know, I've done the steps. Where's my spiritual awakening? And it's like, but recently I had a situation rather than not detail out publicly, but I had something that was really painful and, and it was a sense of betrayal and breach in my, in my home here. And a curious thing happened. I didn't even think about drinking or drugging or acting out. I mean, there was not even a thought there. And it was only in reflection I realized that something has expelled that obsession. It was like yeah. it was not necessary. It was like freedom. I could deal with what I was dealing with rather than having to compound it by acting out and drinking and drugging and all that shit. So thank you. I appreciate very much what we're doing here. I love, I love this. But here's my question. I'm working with some new guys who I, I don't know how to help people who haven't really had their noses bloodied in this, in this to understand, to grasp, to grok that they're hopeless. And it talks about that in the 12 and 12. And they say, we let them see, you know, where we were and everything. And I, you know, I use the analogy, two months pregnant, nine months pregnant. The only difference is you're just pregnant. You just haven't gone that far yet. But I don't know how to help. 
I really don't. And uh, maybe I'm just asking what's your experience with that, with, with helping people uh, come to grasp their hopelessness? Well, yeah. I still, I still am, I'm in the, I'm in the belief that life's the greatest teacher. And I don't, uh, I find it a disservice to keep people from their bottoms. And so if someone is, uh, thinks it's still has a lot of value in relying on self, there you go. What are you going to do? But see, you're wanting to be of help to them is also helping you. Yes. In a way. Because to me, the interest and attention, the service is how interest and attention is kept healthy in a way. Because the habit here is that to re revolve around us, yes? Yep. And so by being engaged with other people, it draws the interest and attention out. Now, some of us, that little, that drawing out has become a big highway. The interest and attention isn't wedded to this obsession with self anymore. Yeah, it's out there running into things and it's drawn, it's, it's not in a, 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 a heavily grooved orbit. It's there and it can go wherever it goes, yes? That's the feeling of really aliveness, yeah? Mm -hmm. Where the attention and interest isn't in a deep mental groove that everything is, is used just to, how does it pertain to you, you know? So I find, uh, while being available and running into the futility of sometimes wanting to be of help and not being able to, you're being incredibly helped. Yes. And I have a, you know, I take my own experience. A hundred people who knew me very well or casually would have said the same thing. This guy is going to be dead or whatever. And I'm not. Yeah. So something did for me what they couldn't do or my mother couldn't do or the state couldn't do. And I feel I could apply that to those people you're speaking of. Something will do uh, for them what they can't do. So, yeah, I feel uh, I'm a real believer. I, a bottom is, is uh, for many of us, necessary. Yeah, because we need to have that, that, uh, that moment of being, you know, washed up on the rocks and realizing the emperor has no clothes to be open to uh, a new regime taking over. Yeah. So whatever, however, or whatever, or however that's brought about isn't in my hands. So how am I to know? Yeah. So, so then at, at what point is it necessary to say, I, I don't think this is right for us to keep working together. I did that with a guy recently. I said, I feel like something in you is just buffering the reality of the situation so much that I can't yeah. help you. Yeah. I wish I could. I said, if you get desperate, when you hit desperation, call me or call someone, but you're not there yet. I'm in that camp also. So yeah. now I don't, uh, you know, I know what I'm willing to do and not willing to do at times. I don't want to be a master drill sergeant for people. That's not my thing. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I have other sponsors, I have other people that I'll direct people to, you know, that, uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, you have the basic format and then there's a lot of, uh, intimacy and in all that, you know, you get, you get familiar with it as you stay in the program, mm -hmm. but whatever I've, 
I'm in your camp. I think, uh, yeah. Again, see, I'm not, I'm not a real believer in sponsor or sponsee. I'm a believer in sponsoring. Yeah, I don't think mm -hmm. there's a, because a lot of people want to make them nouns and then nothing's actually happening. Oh, I have a sponsor, but there's no sponsoring going on. So mm -hmm. the, for me, if I'm working with someone, I give suggestions that come from my own experience and the program. And if they don't follow them, I, you know, I say, well, maybe follow someone else's suggestions. You know, mm -hmm. the, the whole point is I don't want to be a sponsor in name only. I want if there's no sponsoring going on, which is let's say if I'm the sponsor role, I'm offering suggestions. And if and I want the person to try them. If they don't like them, far out. Then maybe work with someone else. But if there's no trying the suggestions at all, then there's where it's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But I feel like you have the. You're being directed well. Go with your gut with it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. In fact, my, my sponsor said, you can trust your gut. He goes, your gut is where your intuition is. For sure. I, at this point, yeah. you can. Yeah. 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 So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. I had a guy uh, who, he had a lot of sponsees and he was doing a lot, a lot of stuff. But there were some elephants in the room that he was doing a lot of that stuff to avoid. And then he had just a huge nervous breakdown. So you have to see there's something that gives meaning to whatever we do before the doing of it. Yeah. So just like it talks about in the book, uh, someone in, in, driven by self-will can appear to be virtuous and kind. But there's a, there's a drive in there. So the same, same. Yeah. And that's why you need to follow the gut because the gut doesn't have that two facedness. You can, and then after relying on it and it's proven, and it's proven itself to be valid, then there's a faith in it. Yeah. So I go by that. Yeah. 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 Properly directed, properly directed faith. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you've yeah. got the, you have the, experience of 30 something years you can tell by now what's directing what <laughs> i feel you know what i mean <laughs> i mean the the uh the closet filled with uh you know costumes are very distinctly different now <laughs> i can see the selfing uh <laughs> <laughs> you can see through its little, yeah, act a little, quite easy after a while. Yeah, it doesn't have an infinite amount of uh, shape shifting. It's basically, its rabidness always shows itself. Yeah, its smallness and myopicness. Because it will always go into extremes. You're always going to feel this way. Oh, you're never going to feel it. You know, it's just, <laughs> it always, it's such a... <laughs> it overplays its hand, yeah. If you just give it, watch it. It just always overplays its hand. <laughs> it's totally, totally entertaining. <laughs> well, if it's if it's in the comedy, you know, it's uh, 
if the category of the TV programming has it in comedy, it's great. If it's if it's in the role of like a CNN, CNN news broadcast, it's not. <laughs> Change the fucking channel, man. You'll be wearing a, if it's if you're listening to its weather forecast, you'll be living inside with a raincoat on. <laughs> you'll be you'll be reacting to what's not happening all day. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> nice to see you, bro. Yeah, good to see you, man. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Gotta go. I really appreciate that. Um, we do have a, a question from Facebook. Um, and that question is coming from a guy named Dennis. Um, he was, it, originally he was asking about the sixth and seventh step, but a more concrete question that he came up with was Shakespeare play. How is playing the actor higher power or my will or my mind? Excuse me, I, I misspoke. So one more time, Shakespeare, how is playing the actor higher power or my mind? Say that again. How is playing the actor? Yeah, what, what I think now I'm going to paraphrase this Shakespeare, the, uh, the, the portion of the book about Shakespeare about how you're the actor playing different parts. Um, his yeah. question is, is talking about playing the actor and he's looking for the higher power versus my will or my mind. That's what I'm guessing into. So there's a, a higher power's will and then there's thy will. And he's trying to sort out the, uh, the, the Shakespeare part of, of playing or uh, playing it as an actor. Well, listen, if you're having difficulty with that, then just take the broads principles and the suggestions of recovery and then you'll get a finer feeling around it living under it for a few years yes okay yeah yeah you have you get an understanding you do an inventory you see something else's role in your life you start recognizing it as it's starting to appear, you keep bringing that stuff to six and seven, yeah? And, and in, in time, you have a clear distinction of the activity of selfing and the activity of a higher power. Yeah? You have the eyes to see and the ears to hear, yeah? If someone says to me that, how am I going to know? Well, no answer is going to tell you how you're going to know. You just follow the program, the suggestions, do the inventories, and you'll get there. Yes? See, the attitude of selfing, its movement is to claim whatever becomes apparent by our being conscious. Yeah? If be, be it a thought or an action or a feeling, that movement of selfing claims that action, that thought and feeling to imply there's a someone that's the action, is the actor, the thinker, and the feeler. That's the bondage of self, yes? So let's say you're in a state of humility. What an aspect of a state of humility is you don't know you're in humility. 
there, there, there hasn't been a claiming of the humility by the mental state, yes? So you're not the one who's humble, there's just humility. It's not a topic, you're not thinking, oh, this is incredible, I'm in, I'm in humility. No, that's the selfing, yeah, which changes it. But the humility, or when you're in service, you don't think you're in service, there's just servicing, yeah? There's will. Everything has will. Yeah? Because we have outside determinants. We need food, clothing, shelter. We need to get maybe a mate. There's will. Yeah? There's just will. It's directed either by the mental state or by a higher power, if you want to call it that. Yeah? That's what determines what the, what the effects of the will is going to be, is what's directing the will, yeah? So you start recognizing it because you're that which is being directed. So after a while, you become conscious of what's directing that which can be directed. And you can get the flavor of the old employer and the new employer. Yeah, and maybe hopefully, like they talk about in the in, in Native American Indian, you'll start feeding the one wolf instead of the other so much. Yes, but will is there. Yeah, you wake up, there's drives. Yeah, you got to go to the bathroom, this and that. The experience here necessarily, and especially drawn in time, needs will. It's what's directing the will. Yeah? Yeah, he had a response to that. His response was, is obsession caused by the craving on the first drink? No. It gets it gets it gets louder, but the obsession leads to the first drink. The problem resides in the mind. They describe it very well in the book. The craving is something other than the mind. It's part of the whole thing. But the problem resides in the mind, so it's the obsession with self is is the starting point. The starting point isn't at the craving position, yeah? Yeah. The craving will, will be aligned with obsession, but the, it's not what's causing the obsession. The obsession with self was already there before the craving. He extends his thanks quite a bit. Uh, thanks a lot, Dennis, for participating on Facebook. Um, you guys are always invited to join us live on Zoom. I put the details. It's funny, though. It's funny in a weird way, because let's say you're making a pizza here, then it has to get delivered somewhere, and it gets delivered, and uh, <laughs> it just seems weird. Yeah, not quite fresh out of the oven like here on Zoom. I get you. It just, uh, uh, well, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I, think, I think Kurt, one of the members here, talked about the Shakespeare thing. Obviously, uh, we are not the actor on the stage. 
Yeah. We are the, we are the, we're the space that allows an actor to appear on a stage. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, whatever. There's different, you know, um, uh, you do know mental states are based in agitation. Yes. And that agitation begets agitation. Yeah. There's other states available that are not based in agitation. There are other states available that aren't always blown by the idea of time so that their surface is always rough and agitated. There's other states available where you and I enjoy peace of mind and know the word serenity. Yes, these are not, they are not being had by the mental state. They're not of the mental state. Do you see? Mm -hmm. The mental state, when there is peace, the mental state will arise and claim the peace and now say, you're the one that's having the peaceful experience. And I bet you that peaceful experience ends pretty quickly after that. Yeah, because then the mental state dominated once again. The mental state does not enjoy peace of mind. We do, yes? The mental state claims peace of mind to further the story that it was you that was having the peace, but don't forget, you're usually not at peace. Yeah? Yes, you see it? The mental state is like a forever motive motorized slinky it just keeps moving and moving and moving and moving you're never going to satiate that drive it's not going to stop yeah that's why for people in aa we have a great uh all of us share some great moments and we call it a pause yeah and that's the pause is when that agitation isn't reigning supreme. Yeah. Th- you really are stopped like completely. To, and it may seem only like a second, but it's really a little sprinkling of eternity in our little storyline of time. And yet the, the basis of every pause is exactly the same. If it happened 20 years ago or it happens right now, it's, it's, uh, it's an intervening on all that fucking movement. Yeah? Yes? And it's before thought. It wasn't generated by thought or by action, the pause. It's before all that. Yeah? That's of us. Yeah? I would say we're of that more than the mental state. And trying to arrive at that through the mental state is the biggest delusion of all. Because when the mental state arrives at peace, it gets worried there won't be peace tomorrow. That's not peace. It, can, it cannot enjoy peace of mind. Haven't you realized that? You'll sit four hours going through crazy shit meditating. Then you enter a stage of peace. You're up like that. Yeah. While you're fighting it, thinking, oh, did I leave the dishwasher on? You just 
stubbornly like a samurai stay on that pillow but as soon as you go into that beautiful exotic space you're oh you're fucking up <laughs> so you you're living for the point that you can't stand when you arrive at it <laughs> that's fucking crazy <laughs> That's freaking crazy. Because that's where, in the pause, that's where the emperor has no clothes. You'll see it. You'll see it's never going to be satisfied. Its satisfaction is not to be satisfied. It wants to be in the process of seeking fucking all fucking day. Yeah. You know what happens when that stops you and I continue when you're in the pause the mental state has stopped but you're still there you're not of the mental state you're not of it yeah but we're enslaved to it seemingly this is just one member I'm just sharing this is we didn't you know there's people that are, they, they can go over every sentence of the steps perfectly. Great deliverers of the mechanics of the steps. I'm speaking about a freedom inherently available. Yeah? yeah. That our, our nature is not of agitation. Our preoccupation is of agitation, the obsession over self, but our nature is not of agitation. Our nature, really. Yeah. That's why they had those experiences that they were placed in a position of neutrality with no thought or effort on their part. Thought and effort could be seen as an agitated state. Yeah. But suddenly they found themselves in a place of neutrality. And in that place of neutrality, the problem did not exist for them. Because at that moment, the problem was not existing as them. Yeah? The identification had been seen through. Yeah? You were on the side of quiet and peace, not on agitation and seeking. One, one sample of that can change one's whole life. That's how powerful it is. Yeah? yeah. If you looked at your life as a storyline... And you could, you know, they had the thing about, uh, you know, the genie and wishing three things from the genie. You know what I would wish for as an action figure? Three pauses, yeah? Could, what would have happened if I had a pause before I left out and got run over by that car and I just went to bed and had a nice sleep, yeah? This whole physical life would have been changed, yeah? The pause is us showing up in our own life. Yeah, finally. Not that it went anywhere, but it shows up. I don't know. What it told me is I am of that. And it gave me eyes to see what I'm not of. Yeah? I can still be driven crazy by it, but I am not that. <laughs> That's fucking for sure. Yeah? I have no words for what I am, but I can see a description of what I'm not. I can see it. It's mechanical, it's mental of nature, it's finite, and it's very, very myopic. 
It has a system of seeing everything as how it pertains to it. And the it that it's being pertained to is fucking off. Yeah. That's been corrected through the program. Yeah. yeah. I've ceased fighting a lot of shit. Not, let's say, anything or anyone, but I'd say a huge amount. You know, I don't have, I never have a feeling or a thought about alcohol or drugs, like the friends earlier shared, going through something, I think Jason, and he said the amazing thing was, there was nothing about getting loaded came up, exactly. Can you imagine how influential the absence of that insanity is in one's life? It's unbelievably influential. That you can now, you've learned that you can face life successfully and whatever happens doesn't drive you to a fucking drink. That's incredible. Before, we were driven to drink, reacting to what's not, what hadn't even happened yet. Yeah. Now, some shit can really come down and you're not moved to have a drink. It's fucking unbelievable. What a change in attitude and outlook. Did you notice it was happening when it was happening, Kaiser, or whoever? No. We become aware of it after the fact. We have been fucking transformed in this program. Catherine A. asked a, a question. She's picking up on a nuance that I think you talk about quite often. She asks, and I don't think she can actually come in here live on Zoom because of some I don't care. I was joking with that. Though, but. Oh, okay. It says, when checking motives, am I still being hacked by self, as in self-watching self? It can be, yes. It doesn't mean it is. It can be. Because when you're checking motives, the mental state is claiming to be the one that's checking the motives. Yeah? So go ahead, check motives, and then notice this little mental addition that it's saying it's you that's checking the motives, or it's already implied that it's you. Yeah? Yes? So now when this checking of motives, it immediately goes to its fail-safe mechanism. Oh, it's only you that could be checking the motives. Yes? Just notice it. It's not about not checking motives or checking motives. It's watching what arises when there's checking of motives. Yeah. And then does that go into the cop and thief analogy that you use? Yes, of course it does. Yeah. This is why people have now come to a clarity around the idea of self, but they're not seeing the movement of self claiming to be the one who has the clarity about self. Yeah. That's one of the motivations of doing these talks is exactly that. Some people have great descriptions of self, I want, I have a description of an activity of it that to me is key, yeah? There's a movement. Selfing claims to be the doer when there's doing going on, yeah? That's what happens. It's, not, it's mechanical. It's not you doing it. It's happening, yeah? And if... If it seems to work, then you're, now you start living a mental interpretation of life. You're not living life anymore. You're getting, it's getting replaced by a mental interpretation. That's what happens, yeah? 
And for some of us, that mental interpretation is so dry, we're almost apt to do almost anything to get some fucking immediate relief from it. Yeah? So we know better, but we drink anyway, because something drives us to that point. Yeah? Something else other than us. It's like having a Petri dish. The dish itself is very acidic, so a lot of shit that likes an acidic environment grow great in it, yeah? So the program is going to change our pH and change it to, let's say, the alkaline. Now, the shit that used to live in the acidic Petri dish doesn't like the alkaline Petri dish, so now it's not manifesting through your life as much because of the conditions of your life. They've been changed from an acidic alcoholic. You could use it as mental, spiritual, yeah? And so now, other things in the alkaline grow great, like compassion, uh, enjoying peace of mind, being of service, all this, yeah? Now, what happens if you try to put those things, service and compassion, in the acidic thing? They seem like fucking orders, and it's a lot of chores and a lot of work, yeah? Because the underlying conditions haven't changed, yeah? That's what the program is about. What fucking three-day retreat promises you'll have a new attitude and a new outlook? None. Yeah? That you'll have a new freedom and a new happiness? None. Yes? This is the working of this program, and it needs a way of life to do it, which is what we're in. This way of life changes the acidity to an alkaline base. Yeah, now service grows well. Seeing inclusivity grows well. Gratitude and honor grows well. Yes, appreciation grows well. Being able to be... have have empathy for others grows very well yes and you're the beneficiary of it and you observe it and there's reflection on it and it produces more gratitude and more honoring yeah that shit would die on the vine in the acidic dish you know how many miracles have been forgotten in a half hour when we're living from the acidic dish you know how many opportunities to have, you know, the turning point got fucking drowned in that acidic thing. This is while we're doing whatever we're doing, that's what's happening. We're being changed. The base of our life is changing from acidic to alkaline. And we grow better in it, yes? All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Paul. Um, there are no more questions. Did you want to start with your goodbyes, Paul? Yes. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Kristen just raised her hand. Oh, oh thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Uh, Christian, I am going to ask you to unmute yourself. I almost was out of here. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going to ask a question. I just want to. No. Oh, shoot. Okay. 
Go ahead. I'm not asking a question. I just wanted to say thank you because I feel like uh, the message that you impart to us has a message that I've been looking for my whole life. Um, before I started drinking, when I was drinking in AA, and I know that I've touched upon it many times, and I just really, um, it just makes my heart sing. Uh, I just am very grateful for being here and what you have to say. And uh, Jason, I also wanted to thank you for sharing that. I just, I love being here, Paul, and I just wanted to say that, so thanks. Uh, well, we love having you, honey. It's, uh, you've been here since the beginning. Yes. yes. <laughs> I met so, you in Pennsylvania. Do you remember? What? Do you remember I met you in Pennsylvania? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's awesome, honey. No, I've really, uh, I have a lot of fondness for you and a lot of the people here. Uh, it's, uh, it's a joy to come here. It always seems like the first time. It's awesome, really. Yeah. yeah. It's a joy for a lot so, of us. That thing coming through, it's always fresh. It's got a really... So I can... My girlfriend is totally... She doesn't understand why I, why, why things happen and how I can do talk about the same thing for so long. And uh, because what's doing it isn't, is always fresh. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, uh, and uh, yeah, so. Well, thanks, honey. And let's yeah. uh, say hello to everyone and goodbye. And thanks for so, Kerry, Kerry is in Hawaii. Yes. Well, Kerry is getting the side benefits of the Zen bitch slap uh, cult. Yes, that's good. Uh, yes, Kaiser, nice to see you as always. Thanks for running a tight ship. Yeah. Yes. Now the sphincter can be released now. It's over. Yes. We got uh, Isabella from Amsterdam. Nice to see you, Isabella. Rob from uh, the UK. Paul from the UK. Kana M. I don't know where Kana's from, but uh, nice to see you, Kana. We got Kurt, my friend from Redondo Beach. Always a pleasure. Nice to see you. Mike Z. He does a lot of this stuff here. We got Walter from Amsterdam. Yes. Oh, good evening, man. My brother from another mother. What? <laughs> Maria. Oh, nice to see you, Maria. Where are you, Maria? I'm in Spain. Spain. Oh, I think we've said this before. Nice to see you, Maria. Nice to see you. Thanks a lot. Steve, Steve from the UK, always a pleasure. We Hi, got Paul. Owen, Owen K. I've seen him many times. Tom again, yeah. Kristen, thank you so much, Kristen. Jeffrey B, a pleasure. Jeffrey went the silent route today. I appreciate it greatly. Nice to see you, Jeffrey. We got Pasha. Nice to see you, Pasha. Yeah. Helen? Oh, Helen, 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 Helen. <laughs> Helen, yes. Helen, you're in good hands. Yes, remember. Yes. Yeah. We got Mickey, the matriarch of Madeira. Don't mess with Mickey, man. Gary C., as always, he's living large, 
corner. Nice to see you. And Joseph, a pleasure, Joseph, in France somewhere. Nice to see you, Joseph. Mike O. Ben. Ben, uh, nice to see you, Ben. Jennifer, as always. I'm not going to ask you again. Now I know you're in Arizona. I remember. Carl. Carl uh, got the, uh, he's got the, uh, He's got the whole out. You can say a lot. You can find out a lot about people in the background. Yeah, I'm looking at shit there. We got Jason. Thanks for your share, Jason. Carl's going to start to help us uh, host, too. Oh, great, great. I like Carl. Nice to see you, Carl. We got Raven from British Columbia. Traveling well, I hope. Yes. Good, good. And as always, my... uh, my uh, spiritual sister, yes, and yeah, my spiritual sister. She looks much younger, but she's my older sister, actually, in spirit, anyway. We got William. Nice to see you, William L. Uh, let me go. We Oh, there's on Having Never Left. Stefan is here. We got Daryl. No, yeah, Daryl. Nice to meet you, Daryl. There we got Irish Nora. Yes. Oh, Nina has reappeared. Nice to see you, Nina. I'm going to see you later. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so Yeah, excited. good, good. Thank you. Thank you. Huh? Thank uh, you. Yeah. Thank you, really. Leah? Leah's been here with us right near the beginning. Yes. We spoke in that Berlin one, and then Leah's been here like white on rice. It's always good. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got Leah, we got Carl, Carl N. Thank you, Carl. Tanya from Austin, Texas. Nice to see you, Tanya. Scotty. Nice to see you, Scotty. James Lebowski, Joseph, Ronald. I don't see them. Uh, oh, there they are. I can see you now. Scotty W. Ronald put his hand up. James. Maggie. Nice to see you, Maggie. Michelle. I'm still sobering, Paul. What? Um, this is Maggie. I'm still sobering. Great, great, honey. That's good to hear. We got Bia, Bia B. Bia B. <laughs> Bia B. That's not bad. Uh, that's it. Hey, thanks, everyone. I'll see you guys. Hope maybe some of you tonight. And... Uh, and if I find out anything, I'll have Mike put it on the website if there's a password, but I don't think so. I think that's all you need. All right. See you, everyone. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Thanks Paul. Tomorrow night at the non-duality, hopefully. Adios.